Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach and founder and creator of the Mama Truth Circle over at mamatruthcircle.com. And we're here today to talk about moms with big ass careers, moms that have (laughs) big callings in the world, right? We're doing this mompreneur entrepreneurial series here. And I had to bring on someone who is such a badass. (laughs) that she touches, I feel like just turns to gold. She is amazing. You're going to love her. So let me get her on here right here and right now. Amazing Susan Hyatt. Those of you watching video can see her gorgeous blue eyes sparkling. Um, She's a master certified life coach whose fierce, fun, and fresh approach to personal development has won her thousands of fans on Facebook. I'm one of them glowing praise from people like, you know, Dr. Martha Beck, my girl, love her, and Maria Shriver, and a sold out coaching calendar with many programs selling out in, are you ready for it? Less than six hours. This is why she's a badass. (laughs) So I'm so excited. Her website is shyatt.com, S-H-Y-A-T-T.com. And of course, that link will be on the email that you received from being a subscriber and also in the show notes. So with that, Susan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I need to have you just travel around with me and introduce <laughs> me. You did such an amazing job, Amy. Thank you. Well, to be here. I am a mutual fan of yours and um, am just stoked to be here with your mompreneur crew. Yes. Thank you. Well, You know, I mean, I feel like it's one of the things I get emails all the time from moms that are working moms. A lot of the Mama Truth show audience is working moms and I get emails from them all the time talking about mommy guilt, talking Mm -hmm. about how can they really balance that whole big fat live balance as I call it, but how can they balance their needs as an entrepreneur, as a visionary with a big calling in the world and then also motherhood. So I would love to hear about what the hell you're doing right, lady, because it feels like you've got that going on pretty well. Well, let me tell you, I mean, my kids are old, a little older now. They're 18 and 16. And yeah, yeah. So a 16-year-old, but I thought your other one was younger. Oh my gosh, an 18-year-old. Wow. So Ryan's 18, he's a senior in high school, and Emily's 16, and she's a sophomore, and it's weird because they both drive and what they need from me is really different than probably what your kids need right now and what many of your listeners and viewers are going through with building a business with small kids. When I started this company, my kids were six and eight. So, you know, I can remember having coaching calls in this chair and my office door is like a glass, like this door behind me. There's another one right there that goes into the living room. And Emily, I would say, I would try not to have any coaching calls or anything after school hours. So my work hours have always been like eight to two, eight to three. Mm -hmm. And I'd pick them up from school. And occasionally, as it happens, there would be something that would need to happen after school hours. And I can remember her little white blonde hair, her face pressed (laughs) against the glass. And I would always say like, listen, I don't want to see you guys unless there's blood or someone's dying. (laughs) And she would stand there with her Polly Pockets 
And I would put my client on hold and be like, what? And she would be like, I can't get her pants on. You know, oh. my pockets are those like rubbery. And I would be like, this doesn't count as blood or someone dying. And so I certainly have lived through yeah. all of that. The mama guilt and feeling like, oh my God, I have to meet this deadline or help this client. And my kids are like after school and hungry. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just throwing like, jello and pudding at them and just whatever I can to hold it all together. So I certainly have had my moments. Um, but I think what I want to say to your, to your peeps is that what has happened now I can see 10 years later because I'm celebrating my 10th year in business is that they really have learned so many different kinds of skills from having a mom who runs her own company that I didn't, I didn't set out and say, I definitely wanted my legacy to be different than, than what it was previously. I, I was clear that I wanted them to remember me in a different way than the burnt out realtor that I was before I started this company. And what was in, what has been interesting now that they are older is to see that having my own business and creating my own things that they're doing that now and they're doing things that are very outside of the box and they're much bolder and more resourceful than a lot of kids their ages. And so while the traditional mothering role looks really different around here, I think that the things that they've gotten, I'm, I'm just starting to see now like, wow, I, I did some things right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, I think that's so important because I know for me with my girls, I always feel like I want to model being an empowered woman that is leaving a legacy and doing all of those things. And then there is those, the reality is that when I'm saying yes to my work, my clients doing the show, there is a no that's happening for them on some level too. And so for you, I'm curious, how do you deal with that? Like, I loved hearing that, uh, like those clear working hours is boundaries, a big part of that for you. My gosh, I think boundaries and a lot of entrepreneurs at first. So new entrepreneurs tend to bristle at structure because they think, well, I'm, I'm doing my own thing so I can do what I want to do. Like now you're telling me I have to have regular business hours right. and be serious. Right. And, um, I will say structure and boundaries has saved me. So, so I could say to my kids, you know, by and large, like when I finish this one thing, like I'm all yours, that they're, they're the boundaries around my business hours. I've always tried to be very firm with for their benefit and mine. Right. And so, you know, they now, although some of my recent webinars are hilarious because they totally like crash the party. When I say like, when you come home from school, I'm going to be on this interview. And they come in, they're like, what's up? <laughs> but having those boundaries, having, I created something for myself probably like six years ago called Fun Friday, uh -huh. where like if any of like you or any of your people watching feel like, well, man, what a drag, like. I would love to be able to go to the movies in the middle of the day or go grab coffee with all my friends who have a regular job. They're all getting together with coffee because they hate their jobs and they want to get out of the office any chance they can. <laughs> exactly. um, so I created this thing called Fun Friday where all that stuff happens on a Friday in my world. So 
Like when my friends say, hey, you want to go get your nails done? You want to go grab coffee? You want to go to yoga? Yeah, on Friday. And, and that has really helped me have boundaries. And then also something I've learned over time is that moms tend to think if, if I'm on the front burner, then my kids are on the back burner. Mm. And I really have learned that if I'm on the front burner, everybody gets a front burner. I mean, there's no downside to mom being able to rock her thing really and truly. So I love that. I love that. I really want to highlight that for everyone. There is no downside to you being able to rock your thing. I, I've definitely experienced that. Like when I am on fire with something, when I'm inspired with something, when I'm working on something that is lighting me up, the whole family benefits. My husband oh, benefits. I'm like feeling friskier. You know, like it's like, yeah, let's get in there and have um, us be the lights inside of our family instead yeah. of feeling overwhelmed and like a harried mom. I hate that feeling. Right. It's the worst. Yeah. And one thing I forgot to say is in addition to structure, when you can, and, and you really can get creative with this, get help. So there are tons of things that I outsource or barter or have my kids do instead of moms doing it all because we can't, we cannot do it all. So, you know, whether it's laundry or, um, picking up prepared meals or having somebody come into your house and help you do some things is as you're making money, set aside some of that money to get help with all that other stuff. Amen. Yes, please. So, okay. So I, here's what I'm curious about Susan, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are listening that might be a coach. Um, you know, they want to run an online business I would love to hear, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to business models. So I want to kind of take it down to a little bit more of a, a business visionary CEO. Like let's ladies put on your CEO hat. Tell us a little bit about your business model and maybe some of the iterations that it has gone through. Because I think you posted something up on Facebook about the magic word scalability, ding, 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 which mm -hmm. I know is something for me having done life coaching for 17 years. I'm, that's something I'm always, you know, really up leveling my business model to really look at that scalability thing. I'm yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, probably like you, I, and wow, 17 years, you are like a pioneer. I know. Right. I was like, I'm a life coach. You're a what? what? Yeah. What's that? It was before anybody knew what the heck a life coach was. It was, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty cool back in 2000. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. I love that. Um, so in the beginning, I, the only business model I knew of for coaches was one-on-one -on -one coaching. Right. So I, right. I imagine that my, and maybe a book. Um, so I imagine that my practice would be sitting knee to knee with people in person, like a therapist all day. Right. And in the beginning I did do a lot of that. So, I mean, my first business model, I, I was having like 16 to 20 sessions a week. Wow. Like, I, I don't even know how I survived that. <laughs> I talked to my therapist friends and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You're in the office all day listening to people's traumas? I'm like, I don't, I don't know how, like, I, yeah, I mean, I realized that early on, you know, nowadays I have like five to 10 private clients max for the year because right. it's just so intense and it's not scalable at all. Right. 
And so I quickly started to realize like, okay, I can keep raising my rates, which I was doing, yeah. but eventually I'm going to hit like this whole money for minutes model. I'm, I'm only going to hit a certain plateau. Yep. And so then I started researching and looking around and, and I added, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching plus some telecourses and, um, you know, over the years kept trying new things, adding in retreats. And, um, I did write a book and all of this, you know, speaking gigs and all of those things. And so today, um, what you see, there are, so if people go to my website, you, there's a lot going on. There are multiple streams of income happening. And, uh, so I've, I have evolved into, um, a company that provides international retreats, um, products, coach trainings, um, and uh, programs that help entrepreneurs make money. And then also programs, a big part of my business is helping women stop dieting. Yeah. And um, in terms of scalability, you know, one of the things I'm working on right now um, is my bear program, which is the program that helps women stop dieting and learn how to love their bodies. I'm creating a digital version of that that I'm hoping to sell to um, insurance companies to add to wellness programs. Awesome. So in terms of scalability, I mean, that has a lot of potential, right? And that's a, a completely different kind of thing than, you know, meeting one-on-one -on -one with people, which I still do do as part of some of my mastermind program level things. But um, scalability is, you know, how can you take your message out to the masses and continue to get paid residually for that? Yeah. How has, like when you really look at your company structure and your business model, what do you feel like is the thing that really up-leveled you <clears throat> and really catapulted you into the next level of revenue in your business? Gosh, that's such a good, th so let me think about this. So it would have been when I started to package trainings. So when I started to take my intellectual property and create my own tools and things and then put it together in a way that people could um, have that relationship with me in a different way. Yeah. So there are only, right, there are only so many people that are even going to be interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or a group telecourse kind of thing, but lots of people might like to log into a webinar or download a product and that sort of thing. So I think what kind of kicked it over the the tipping point for me was when I really started to fill in the gaps for people with my own intellectual property and then package it in a way that made it easy for people to say like, okay, well, I can't go to the South of France right now, Susan Hyatt, yeah. but I can log in to this digital program and learn some things on how to make more money so that eventually I can. Yes. Love that. Would you say that your, because I know that you have um, a clear coaches certification and training coming up. Will you tell us a little bit about that particular part of your business model and how that works? Yeah. And that's actually an interesting evolution. So it's my longest running program. And so I started clear coaches back in like 2008 because coaches that I went through training with in 2007 were coming to me and saying, Hey, I heard you're making money at this. Like, <laughs> and I was sort of like, wait, you're not like, 
I thought I was so naive and like, just, I didn't know that life coaches weren't making money. And, um, and so then I had to take a step back and say, okay, what am I doing to make money that might be different than what they're trying? And that, and so I put together my very first telecourse that was clear coaches just to my group that I went through training with. And then eventually it evolved from there where now it's a pretty robust program where there's an online school, um, there's a weekend event in Savannah coming up, mm-hmm. and then there's um, a top tier where you can also get one-on-one mentoring with me. But basically, it teaches entrepreneurs what they need to know about starting, building, and making money at their business. And is it just for coaches, or is it for entrepreneurs of all kinds? Uh, entrepreneurs of all kinds are in there. Um, all the marketing talks about coaches, but honestly, what is being taught is not, it's something that I think any business owner who, who wants to have an online and an offline business can use. Cool. So you guys can check that out if you're interested in that at shyatt.com forward slash clear coaches. And I will also put that in the show notes. Okay. So I feel like, I don't know if you're feeling this, but I know that I am. Well, I kind of do know you're feeling it because I read everything that you write pretty much on Facebook. Thank <laughs> but, you. you know, we're in like a new era since, um, I really feel like since Trump got elected and then now, um, you know, with where he's taking the country, things have really changed. Yeah. And I'm curious what the impact of that has been on your business and how you're recalibrating your business because of that, because of this new time that we're in. Boy, I'm just mouthier than ever, as you know. And <laughs> whatever filter had remained prior to the election is gone. Yeah. So if you're watching or listening to this and you you want to be a part of, of me on social media, you just have to know that it is it is all the truth all the time and there's no filter. Yeah. So I think the way that I've recalibrated I have lost some business since the election. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting though is, is that for for every piece of business I can document that someone has said like, I don't like how politically minded you are and so I'm out. Yeah. I'm sure there's stuff, people who maybe didn't hire me that I don't even know about. But right. the ones that I do know about, I can tell you that new business has come in threefold because like attracts like. So people are like, oh, there's a woman who's not afraid to say what's what, like, I want to go over there. And the people who are appalled by it are not my people. So like hashtag to the left. So, but so the filter's gone and I am on fire more than ever to help female entrepreneurs own their voice and get out there. Because as we saw, you know, what happened to Senator Warren, even yesterday, um, you know, being shut down by Mitch McConnell, being a strong um, woman in business, we need more of us out there saying, saying, here we are, and we're going to make our own money, and we're going to have our own opinions, and we're here to change the world, and we're here to rise together. So I think in terms of what I've been doing, is I've been creating things for female entrepreneurs to do that. So um, like I just finished a new PDF download that gives people who maybe have been harassed online by internet trolls for having a strong voice, like five things they can do 
to keep themselves safe and to not shut up, but just to protect themselves and know how to combat online trolls. So it, it actually has caused me to create new content. Mm-hmm. And we know that by creating new content, you're always what you put out into the world, you get back. So I feel like there's been some shifting in my audience, but it's all really good. Have you noticed open rates, click rates going down when you're sending out emails and that kind of thing? It feels like there's a lot of noise going on right now. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs are saying, oh my gosh, my open rates are going down. My engagement is going down because people are so engaged and inundated by what's going on politically right now. I haven't noticed a decrease in what I email out, but what I have noticed is I I think that people are so sensitive right now and they are on social media not talking as much. There are some people talking very loudly, but then there are other people who are like, I'm just going to take a break from social media right now because I can't handle it. So I have noticed that, like not as many people on and commenting and that sort of thing. And so I actually just recorded a podcast right before we got on about how you can make activism fun. Because I think what women are telling themselves is like, I'm so busy running my household and my business and taking care of my kids. Like, gosh, Susan, I don't have the energy to talk about politics right now. It's just draining me. And I know I have been there. So it's all like, wait, activism can be fun. And here's some ways to be involved in a fun way that doesn't have to drain you. Can you share with us a couple of those ways where it's not? Absolutely. So, So I think that there's like, all different kinds of advocacy. And I think that female entrepreneurs are feeling pressured to like, well, gosh, Susan, I'm not going to fly to DC and march with you. I don't have time or money or, or the inclination to do that. I think people have the, like the wrong idea that you have to be like Bernie Sanders and out there getting jailed and, you know, clubbed over the head and angry. And there are so many things you can do. So, um, for example, there are, and I can send you these links, but there are 13 bakeries in the Chicago area that are baking cookies right now as a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood. Who doesn't like cookies? You don't have to do anything, but order and eat some cookies and share them with your friends, right? (laughs) There are Jewelers, like my best friend, Frances, her company is called studiofran.com mm. and she's a, she is a jewelry designer and artist and she's making politically minded jewelry. Um, you know, how fun to have like whatever you want custom stamped on a bracelet to stand in solidarity. You know, these are like easy things where you can be involved and make a donation that's really going to help a cause, but you don't have to be carrying a sign necessarily. And, and so like some of us may be like you using your blog and this series to help people, but somebody else, you know, legit, maybe they have triplets and that are, you know, like two years old and they can't wrap their mind around doing anything. Well, they could order some cookies, right? Yeah. Um, So there are lots of things that we can do to be supportive of what's happening in the world and stay awake, but not get sucked under. Yeah, I've been really trying to practice for myself watching, um, you know, I love the Rachel Maddow show has become part of my most almost daily life during the week and um, PBS and trying to get credible information from credible sources um, and not go into the stress response in my body while watching 
or while even going through my newsfeed. And it's been a real practice for me because I can feel it happening. Yeah. Like I just get so like, oh my gosh. And then boom, there I am in the stress response. Yes. And so it's like, how do we stay informed and awake and activated and not in the stress response? Which ladies, like it's really horrible for your body to be in the stress response all the time. Like it is proven that this is something that really has horrible effects on our health. So how are you doing that? I mean, I love some of these ideas of having it be fun, but I'm curious for you personally, how are you staying out of that stress response? So I'm, I'm right there with you and I have had to, I mean, almost every day I've been practicing for the past week, <laughs> what you're saying, um, because let's face it, when, when you have a business, you have to run it yeah. and, um, I want to stay awake and be informed. And I think that it's, all of our jobs to stay informed in the best way that we can. There's actually a great service. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called something like what the hell happened today. Have oh, you seen this? No. And it's this really hilarious guy. And he basically compiles everything that happened that day because right. It's like coming at us multiple times a day, like all this ridiculous stuff. And so what I have vowed to do is I do see the things on Facebook, but um, I refrain from sharing anything until either the very beginning of the day, but I'm trying to do it at the end of the day. So at the end of my work day, I will put a political <laughs> related rant up or, or share something or say something, yeah. but I'm not doing it all day. Like I was in between what I was trying to do, because like you're saying, you can get sucked into that fight or flight stress response. And, um, you know, when you are like, you are a creative individual, it can block your creativity and install things that you're working on. And so I have had to have boundaries around social media in that way where it's like, okay, I'm going to talk about politics um, when I get everything done that's on my list. Yeah. And now I'm not always great at this because there are some really absurd, like I'll see something really absurd and then I'll like have to comment on it. But you know, if there's something that's kind cool. of like you have to make phone calls about this, but I think that it's important to let anger spark us into action, but not live in anger. And so something that also helps me is being very active. So I'm a runner and I lift weights and boy, have I been using that to get out some of the aggression that I feel about all this. Yeah. Yes, I I feel you. I think that exercise is so important right now, as is my morning practice and meditation. I've been doubling down on that and getting up an hour before the kids so that I can just have so, that quiet because it's so, I, I don't, I'm like, I was wondering the other day, I'm like, I feel so stressed about everything that's going on. I'm like, and I already meditated 30 minutes today. Like, what would I be like if I hadn't meditated for 30 minutes, you know? I know. I know. I mean, it's absolutely wrong. And what the fuck is happening? You know, what is happening? Well, and I think that, um, I think that this is an unusual extreme time. Yeah. And, and I think that seeing other women who are as committed and passionate as you are really gives me hope that I have to believe I mean, love always wins, good always triumphs. Yes, really bad things have happened in history, but I have just got to believe 
that there's enough of us. I mean, don't forget, there are almost 3 million more of us that voted against Trump. Yeah. And so I think, and there's even more that voted for him. Like, I don't know if you've seen Regret Trump, the um, Twitter handle. I think it's called Regret Trump. And it's people who are tweeting things about why they regret voting for him. Wow. (laughs) Right? You know, so there's like us plus the people who voted for him that regret it. And so his supporters are shrinking. Yeah. And I have got to believe that the mental illness that's being displayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this country's got to wake up. Yeah. Well, we are. We are waking up. That's for sure. It's just... I feel like it's so uncomfortable and really agitating. Like I feel agitated, but we know the agitation also makes pearls inside an oyster. So let's keep <laughs> on going, ladies. <laughs> it does. I mean, I think what we're going to see in 2018 is a record number of women being voted into office at the midterm elections. Um, I held a dinner in DC and there was a woman there that's going to run for Senate. And, um, so like, I'm, I'm definitely a lot of the things I'm donating to one of the causes is something called she should run.org. Yeah. And it's a nonpartisan organization that helps women run for office. And, um, so the dinner proceeds from my dinner went to she should run.org. And I think that, um, you know, if, if you are watching this or listening to this and you are at all inclined to run for office, do it. We need you. Um, and it's a prime time for women to get elected. Cause I'm telling you, all those yahoos are going out. <laughs> are you going to run? I remember you, you know, I, I have been approached so many times and it is so tempting. Um, but I really feel like I can do more good doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to help support the people I-, I majored in political science. And that was actually my goal when I was in college and I interned in DC and But, you know, I just, I would either set things on fire or be set on fire (laughs) because I can't, I can't, um, I've got to use the platform that I have and stay where I am to use it. And I think I would get, I would get, um, too watered down. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't believe we, we need to start wrapping up here, but, um, Thank you so much. I have one final question for you that I asked all my guests on. Oh, cool. Okay. So the question is what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you these days? Oh, I love this question. So what's messy is that, um, my kids are nothing like I hoped and wished they would be when I was pregnant with them. And that's also what's magical because they are, such amazing human beings that they, I actually credit them for becoming a life coach and this, this whole business because they, they teach me what it means to be honest and, and be true to who you are and all of those things. And I wanted these like little rule followers who were, you know, like these little cute rule followers and they, they are not in any way, shape or form. And they really sort of dragged me out of the box and into the light. So that's it. Nothing turned out how I thought it was. And that's also what's magical. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Susan Hyatt. Again, everyone check out everything Susan is up to at shyatt.com, including her clear coaching program, which is shyatt.com forward slash 
clear coaches and we will have all of those links on the email and in the show notes. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. This was a great pleasure. Yeah. So with that, mamas, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Until next time, it's Amy Iller signing off. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>